Today on the AI Applied Podcast, we are talking about the cage match showdown, the Grok versus Grok. Jaden, I don't know if uh, when you saw this Grok with a Q, you know, G-R-O-Q, and then a couple of days later, Elon, because he always has to do this, uh, immediately drops like his, like, well, our Grok is better than your Grok, and it's like, you know, Grok 1.5 coming out. So I want to kind of like just address like both of these things, because First of all, on the uh, on the Grok with a Q thing, like this is the thing that was absolutely blowing up the uh, the internet. Where it's it's this thing where it's uh, you know you can get on there and try it G R O sorry G R O Q, and it's this new like language processing unit based thing instead of GPUs. But here's the thing, it is blindingly fast. I mean, like it's like 10 10x faster than GPT four. And here's one of the interesting things about that. And let's let's maybe start with this with this before we go over to Elon's stuff, which is just essentially like what's interesting to me about this is maybe not that people are going to be using Grok, but just like the underlying technology. And I talk about this all the time when I talk, you know, I have this newsletter AI mindset and we have this quick start guide that, you know, the designer Robert Haslam helped me build. Uh, and, it's, you know, we're going to be doing courses and things like that. But the interesting thing when I think about this stuff, Jaden, is the underlying technology underneath that is usually more interesting than the product itself. So have you seen these demos where this thing is so blindingly fast? Yeah, it's insane. And I've tested it out too. Um, anyone can. It's uh, it's publicly available, which is super cool. Um, and the reason for that, and it's also free, I mean, I think to a point you can use it. It's just groq.com. Um, so super easy to go find that. I don't even know if I need to leave a link. If you can't remember those, you know, four <laughs> letters, you don't deserve a link. Natural selection. But um, yeah, so I think that uh, I think it's incredible. And the reason why they can do this when I was testing it is they're actually running it with Mistral AI, which, of course, is the French AI company that is open source, meaning if they host this on their servers, they'll pay for server costs when you use this thing. But like they don't have to pay credits to open AI. Um, and I think this is actually almost like a, a story that not a lot of people are talking about. Um, that I think is almost as big of a story because I have tried Grok. I'm impressed by how blindingly fast it is. Um, I think when they benchmarked it, it was like exactly 5x faster than GPT 3.5. And I'm not exactly sure where it is compared to GPT 4. Um, I mean, they compared it to 3.5 because it probably <laughs> it was a little bit more favorable. But in any case, like it's phenomenally fast. The thing I love about it is that right when you generate something, it literally has like a seconds timer there that's like, running and it's like tells you exactly how many milliseconds it, it, it took to generate i love this this reminds me of back in the day google used to actually have on the google results how fast a yeah. web page was i remember and that literally people were clicking on one link over another because like they're like this one literally is faster and it's funny because google for a long time was telling developers like hey we're taking your website speed into account when it's like how we rank things um but people weren't listening and so they're like okay fine don't even worry about us. Now the user is going to see how slow your website is or how fast it is, and they'll be able to make their decision. And I think that actually helped a lot of developers put a big focus and emphasis on speeding up their pages. So like that with Google, which I think was a great kind of precedent, we're now doing this with AI models. And it's almost like a call out uh, in my mind where it's like, hey, ChatGPT, like, are you going to put like a timer on yours to see how fast you are or Meta or Gemini, right? Like, you only put that timer on there if you know you're the fastest. So they're the fastest, and it's kind of a shot across the bow for the rest of the industry. Okay, now I'm obsessed with the timer. I didn't even think of that. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, this is the thing, because everybody's sort of like, because again, does anybody really need to, 
is it killing you to wait an extra you know millisecond no but the, but this is the interesting part about the underlying thing it was like blink ai it's like what rabbit technologies uh you know the r1 is doing sort of under the hood all this stuff the tech turns out to be maybe more interesting than the thing itself and this is what i was like really fascinated by about this uh like lpu over gpu right so the lpus are designed specifically for tests that involve just processing language right so like so basically llms and they're apparently like optimized for uh, like sequential processing so like you know obviously tasks like you know one after the other kind of thing and whereas a gpu is more like parallel processing and doing like a lot of different things at once but not necessarily in not necessarily in sequence and that's what allows it to go so fast so i'm just wondering sort of like what this is going to uh look like going forward so i'm fascinated by that Jaden. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else on this because over in the blue corner, we have the other Grok, the Grok with a K uh, that we also have to get to. But like final thoughts on the Q Grok about like whether you think that there's there's this is going to sort of like make a big splash in this world. Yeah, well, I think um, it's faster and it's not just the opening eye strategy of like throw more compute at it per se to make right. it faster. It's actually interesting. I've seen a lot of criticism. It's it's mostly like funny on, on uh, Twitter and X and stuff. It's like OpenAI is not optimized their models. They don't care. They're, they're just like, you know what? Sam Altman can raise $7 trillion for chips. That's the solution to scaling up. It's like, hold on a second. Like, we definitely could think of some better architecture to make these things a little bit more, like, less, like, compute intensive. And so you see this coming from other companies, like Mistral has kind of has looked at this a little bit. Now you see Grok doing this with a whole new architecture, right? Going from GPU to LPU. And they're, they're able to do this. Like OpenAI, I think, without too much investment could do this. But right now they're just like, no, we're in the lead. And the way we stay in the lead is to just throw more GPUs at it. So we're just going to go to the moon. So yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's funny. But um, there <laughs> definitely is, speaking of Twitter, there is a little bit of beef right now. You know, I thought the beef would be between OpenAI and Grok. No, it turns out it's between Grok and Grok. There's a showdown <laughs> that is happening. Apparently, when when Elon Musk unveiled Grok for Twitter and announced what its name was, uh, this Grok sent them a cease and desist. And at first I was like, oof, software company versus Twitter and Elon. Like, yeah, that's probably not going to, you know, I don't I don't think it's going to work. But um, I think what is interesting is Grok isn't just a software company like the uh, the the OG Grok with the Q is actually a hardware company. Like, they're building their own chips. So when you oh, have wow. your own chips, when you have your own software, you when you have, like, it, it seems like a very robust thing. I don't, I'd be curious to see if Elon gets forced to change the name of his in the future. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. That's unbelievable. I have no idea. Yeah, that's that's amazing, right? Because, and especially, like, when you have a big splash like this, like, Blake AI did, like, Rabbit did, like, like when, you know, the you know, Humane AI pen did, you know, that is sometimes enough to convince people like, okay, this is a name brand that I trust. So like, I would love to see that court case uh, with Elon. But this is the thing, like, I'm wondering if Elon, like OpenAI did, like had this 1.5 in his back pocket and was waiting just for the right moment to drop it. But then like Sora, OpenAI's Sora drops and Gemini's 1.5 drops. He's like, oh, this isn't as, as badass as I thought it was going to be. But so, you know, 1.5, he it's, a, it's announced. It hasn't even come out. It's supposed to come out like in, March or something like that. And here's, you know, some of the things that this is supposed to do. It's supposed to like reduce uh, hallucinations, more accurate, reliable, reliable information. Like, yeah, no, duh, that's supposed to happen. Like enhance reasoning and coding abilities. Uh, what does it say? New version is expected to build upon those capabilities. Uh, it'll also have the ability to analyze and summarize online discussions and provide concise 
uh, summaries around that. It'll sort of like, but, and that's all like, yeah, whatever. That's kind of like normal, but you know, he has to leverage what X is all about. So it's really like, um, in theory, it's going to be this new, there's going to have this new feature in creating content, enhancing the quality, the clarity, the relevance of the social, uh, media's posts. And I think that that it's kind of buried in there, but I think that that's where people will, cause there's tons and tons of creators on this. I will say Jaden on Grok, full disclosure. When it came out, I paid the whatever it was. I don't want to give the wrong numbers out here, but I think I added like sixteen dollars to my premium <laughs> account a month to get this because I wanted to see. It felt like like Jaden, you and I are cutting edge, yeah. living here on like what's happening right now. So I would try that, and it doesn't really do that that well. Every once in a while, you strike it rich and it's great. So I'd cancel it, but then something else came out. I got to know right now. I paid it. It was kind of garbage. I'm like, oh. So anyway, I go back and forth. What are your thoughts on Elon and Grok? Yeah, I mean, I think it has a lot of potential. At the end of the day, it's a V1 product. So maybe when 1.5 comes out, you, everyone's playing catch up right now. You got Gemini, like full disclosure, I'm not paying for Gemini. Um, it, it just hasn't done it for me. Now, I have heard from some people, there's some amazing things with the context window. So, you know, I could be proven wrong. And maybe uh, there, there's some good use cases there. Um, I've been seeing some posts on X about it. But um, yeah, I think Grok, has the potential to be good. It hasn't sold me either. I think I'm still paying for it. I don't think I've canceled it because um, I paid for it when it got out, tried it a few times. I was like, cool. Um, I think you use perplexity in the same way that you probably would have used Grok where you source news information and uh, get some like insights from it that way. So I'd be curious to see if it moves in that direction or kind of where it sits. I think its main value proposition is its exclusive data set. So I feel like um, it probably won't add all the other AI language models like perplexity. So perplexity has a pretty safe spot there, but yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see where this, uh, how this plays out. Can't wait to see this. Yeah. Look, keep an eye on it. Like if they really do come out, I will test it when it comes out. All right. Well, thank you so much to everyone for tuning in to the AI applied podcast. Hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. Make sure to rate us wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you next time.